If you're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums, is here before you die. Terrence Trent Darby, the hardline according to Terrence Trent Darby. In the room, I have John. I want to be your midnight rambler, baby. <laughs> and on the line, I have Josh. How's it going? And Kyle. Get out of your rocket chair, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing the hardline according to Terrence Trent Darby is the debut studio album by Terrence Trent Darby. It was released on July 1987 on Columbia Records. The producer was Martin Ware, Trans- Terrence Trent Darby, and Howard Gray. And the genre is funk rock and soul i'm gonna read from all music review robert bowman introducing the hardline according to terence trent darby is a strong debut by this young singer who wrote virtually every note played a multitude of instruments and claimed that this was the most important al- album since the beatles sergeant pepper hits included if you <laughs> let me stay dance little sister sign your name and the number one wishing well His first album is a curious mixture of old and new styles, although the production is quite modern. Darby shows his roots in the work of older artists borrowing a page or two from Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder, while James Brown appears to have the strongest influence on Darby's stage presence. All right, what do we think of Terrence Trent Darby? I think we got green onions. (laughs) I think we did get green onions. Uh, When we say green onions, it means that there is a single... And the single determines the popularity, the entire album. So you could also say any got a defeated. Um, okay. Where it's like, although within that song, that is a major portion of the it's whole like half the record album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Green Onions was the like a very standout. And then so I understand he's saying that Wishing Well carried this album. And that is kind of all there is. Not there's the meat is there. But it's a lot of potatoes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Okay. Interesting. Well. Yeah. Sign your name. I hadn't heard in a long time, but I realized it was a song that I, whenever it came on the radio, I either thought it was Sade oh. or that it was that Wham song. Okay. Somebody tell me, won't you tell me? Ah, man, this it hurts me because I love Wishing Well. Like. Unapologetically love Wishing Well. I will sing it uh, to myself. I will sing it at karaoke. I will sing it sober. I will sing it plastered. Across the album, Terrence Trent Darby, or, you know, as he prefers to be called because he legally changed his name, uh, Sananda Francesco Maitreya, he has got such good chops. The motherfucker can sing. Mm -hmm. Sounds like Sam Cooke had a baby with, with Smokey Robinson. I mean, it's really good, you know? When Super I first good. heard Wishing Well, I assumed the singer was like a 50-year-old man. I right? Didn't know this, 
Yeah, I mean, and, and he plays early a lot 20s. of his instruments too. I mean, he really can do it. Yeah, uh, the gospel influence that everything. That's yeah, it's yes, but it doesn't yeah. follow. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hate this album. <laughs> you're, mm. you're not alone, Birch. You don't feel <laughs> like, like you're this alone, album. buddy. You like it, <gasps> Kyle? Please tell us what you love. I want like everything. Um, <laughs> I like the first song. It's epic. It's big. It's intriguing. You know. Sign your name, like I said, I used to get disappointed that it wasn't a Sade song or a Wham song, <laughs> but it's quite good. There's nothing on this album that I, I can disagree with. It's smooth. Like, what about Rain? <laughs> I just wrote real weird one, <laughs> yeah, but not Rain's in a good way. <laughs> if you let me stay, yeah, there's a lot of that on there. Yes, yeah, I agree. I, you know what? Honestly, I thought you guys were going to go the entire other way on this. No. I mean, uh, I thought it was going to be another one of those like super into it, and you know, no, uh, I, I think I, I feel, difficult for anybody else to have a differing opinion. But oh, that's still where I am. I, I think I feel like the hook with Kyle, where it says, "When he goes big and weird and hits it right, like on if you get to heaven, wishing well, you know, the ones where he's like getting." kind of strange you know maybe even yeah. seven more days a little bit is kind of funky or let's sure. go forward is that kind one's of funky. great like those are the ones i like better but he never finds the right balance like he does in wishing well wishing well i feel Fair. like because i feel like in wishing well his lyrical and musical process was i've got the chops to sing and i am not going to give a fuck about writing lyrics these are words that i like the feel of the sounds of the words coming out of my mouth what do you mean what do you mean? Whoa. uh wishing well to kiss and tell a wishing well a crocodile's tear uh down by the riverside i want to be your midnight gambler monkey uh, see monkey do yeah uh erotic images flowing through my head like it's just the sound of the i mean yes there's a vague let's, theme let's not butterfly kisses you know like there's Perfect. a vague theme but it's not it's not meant to mean something. It's meant to feel something. And if you say, give me the feel and give me the sound, this is your dude. Okay. But if you say, write me a song, you will fail. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree completely. Uh, Though, uh, other than I I don't agree. Wishing well is the best song on this, to be honest. Um, I think who's loving you. Well, who's loving you? Is what Smokey the Robinson Smokey song. Robinson? It's a cover. cover. Well, no, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. But but I think it's the best. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, he's got he's got. Uh, well, I, sorry, I think it's the best. It's, it's my favorite song on this record. But I think that goes to John's point that super super talented. I don't think this is a good album at all, and I think it. it I don't know if it fails, but it is a very disappointing album to be in this book because. It's it's not giving me a lot. It tries to do the Prince thing a bit. Also, yeah. I think he is he doesn't do himself a service by playing all the keyboards, piano, drums, you know, baritone sax. I appreciate someone going for it. But at some point, I mean, if that doesn't make a better album, you got to call in some pros, which I mean, he does have some on the album, but it just it, it, it falls flat for me. It just, I don't like this yeah. kind of stuff. It, it, he doesn't have that special whatever you want to call it.
feel like the reason this got into yeah. the album is that maybe he had a bigger presence in the UK. I think some of these oh, songs... Yeah, it sounds like he was yeah. Yeah. A, a titan in the UK. Yeah, so I think that might have been it because... And maybe they're more forgiving to some of these... Um, I don't know what you would call a couple... You know, like a sappier song, like If You Let Me Stay, you yeah. know, or Sign Your Name. They're, they're kind of... Yeah, If You Let Me Stay... Top ten hit in the UK. Sign your name. Yeah. Reach number four. Yeah. Uh, in and if the you let me house. stay, is I feel like a decent song. It's really interesting to me that I'm defending this now because <laughs> I felt like I was going to come into it as the only one who was criticizing it. No, it's lyrically backwards, and I think that makes me mad because the song says, "If you let me stay," but he's talking to a woman who's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like she's well, kicking right, him but out. It, but he did no, no, no. But he did something. To make her leave, though, I think oh, that's absolutely. the whole point. Though, yeah, yeah, right? I guess and let me so, stay in your heart, not let me stay physically where we are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yes, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I just like my songs. To, it's, they no, need no, to make, I agree. They need, it's, to, need it's to make absolutely no sense, or they need to make a hundred percent logistical sense. There's no middle ground. Okay. Yeah. No, I get that. I, look, I, some of the things that I did like about this record, though, is that he just does these off kilter things or like and sometimes it's like you mentioned how the lyrics don't make any sense or he'll hit a note that it's it's sort of like someone brought up like the reference of maybe trying to be prince or something right it's not even that he misses a note that prince would hit it's almost like he's going for something else maybe right i I feel like there's there are multiple times listening to this that i wondered am i just not getting it like are there are there things that are really good about it that uh, that I do enjoy, and I just don't really understand exactly how they're falling together, because it does feel off, kind of like John mentioned, right? But also, that's part of what I like the most about this record. Yeah, I mean, he is a soul singer. Mm-hmm. Like this is yeah, this and is... the gospel and like the classic R and B stuff that comes through. It is, I mean, like his attack and his approach to the to how he sings and presents himself on these songs. I do love that. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that this is a record that I really understand being in this list, to be honest. I, I don't super understand that. Yeah. It, it just, to me, it sounds like Otis Redding trying mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. Re- if he was trying to reinvent himself in the 80s with a, yeah. with a band that like doesn't get it. Mm. Can't, can't, mm. you know, these songs are so choppy and, and pop oriented that I don't feel like his... His performance, it, it, I feel like I'm I'm split. I have t- there's two different worlds kind of coming at me where it's got yeah. this like soul, beautiful like expressive voice, and then they're trying to like shoehorn it into the '80s pop thing that you know like yeah. But there Prince were a lot of records like that in the '80s that happened that way though. I mean, they're like, I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with that. I guess maybe when I listened to it, I maybe gave it a little more. You know, leniency because it's the 80s and it's, you know, I mean, it's it's so hard to to not hear that in, you know, this day and age. It's, it's so hard to not hear the 80s production and the 80s style of trying to, like you said, shoehorn everything. And it just I mean, Wishing Well just has one of the I just hate the repetitive do do do. Oh, do do do. I mean, that's, that that's, just kills me. <laughs> it should kill you that the lyrics if you cared. <laughs> But if you don't love care, it, it fucking makes it, so much. it. See, Kyle gets it. <laughs> That's the thing is, oh, that, that, that almost sounded like something else. Yeah. He went so, on the bus when I was a kid. He went like, so off. Yeah. Like, I wish I could whistle. 
because it is goofy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. Man. But it, the softly. Yeah, he mixes it all together, and wishing well makes it make sense. But I totally understand why Birch hates that noise. It's it's very uh, grating. <laughs> it's it's a cheap way to add a melody to a pop song, in my opinion. Yeah. I yeah. mean, no, for sure. Yeah. But to make something so aggressively annoying in a song where you're singing about sensual, sort of surreal things, I don't know. It just, it, mm. oh, it, it works. Huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, and look, like he's going for a lot in this record and some of it misses, but there are things that I do like about it. There is like a, a gospel oriented sort of spiritual feel to it that I didn't get maybe the first or second time on some of the songs, because there is that sort of cheesy kind of, you know, doesn't work (laughs) uh, sort of thing to it. But there is some power to this record though. There, there are parts that I do really like about it. It's because he's good. Mm -hmm. He's a good singer. Oh no, of course, of course. It's not just his singing talent though. I mean that there are some parts that, that do fall into line, right? And yeah. all the stuff that you threw out there and all the things that are happening. There's some parts when I listen to it all the way through, there are parts where I go, okay, that's it. I love that. Like that's, it, it makes me feel a really good way about it, but it's too few and far between to, to be something that, you know, I don't know that, that I would really feel should be on this list maybe, but yeah. Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't recommend this to a friend. Is it the most important album since, uh, the Beatles, Sergeant Pepper, as he claimed to uh, absolutely say. not. Um, Come on, I feel like Terrence Trent. And here's, here's, here's me being generous to to. I mean, he got his name in the paper, right? By exactly. saying that, yeah. He's, I mean, to be yeah. generous to the guy, he. I think he was trying hard. You know, he got. I think I, he once described it as the lowest price allowed by law legally for a deal (laughs) and he needed to bump himself up you know he was like Mm -hmm. okay well if nobody believes in me i've got to believe in me so he says something insane Mm -hmm. you know and so i get that yeah i mean like i i feel that yeah and to some degree that's amazing if that would have turned into something like you know some of the great records that we've talked about or we're going to talk about we would all go that's amazing that they said that and then it became this thing right yeah, but it's not this one. <laughs> well, no, no, you're right. Don't know he did it and it failed. Yeah. Right. I mean, the album didn't fail, but he well, but he failed to do what what his claim he did was, not, right? What, he what just he comes off looking like an asshole. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a bad move. It's a it's a it's an Oasis Wonderwall move. It's you know it makes you look like a dick, mm-hmm. and and I I can understand how being beaten down and trying to just make your place in the world and finally having a shot to make your album can easily turn you into a dick unintentionally. You know, I don't think that he intended to be a dick. I don't think that this guy is a dick. Oh no, he, he, uh, you know, he doesn't he, seem that way to me, yeah, but sure. he purposefully yeah. said that it was exaggerated and oh, okay. he needed to hit people over the head with his statements to get attention. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he was also super young and it was, I mean, totally yeah, get it's it. a lot going on. Yeah. 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 He changes his name because he has dreams. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> he definitely has, uh, if not the germ, you know, if not the full blown fruit, but definitely the germ of like an eccentric asshole. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's there. I, 
you know, but it's, I don't take it as mean spirited. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he c- claims he's from Alpha Centauri, yeah. mm-hmm. but also I think he's fucking with people yeah. in part, you know, like, I don't know how much is genuine and how much is like, yeah. fuck it, man, I'm going yeah. with it, you know? listening right now to dance little sister this is the kind of stuff that just pulls me off mm-hmm. it's like well i would just put on prince i would we talk to mike michael jackson i'd put on my you know like things like that where it's i just feel like him as a singer performer he's he's doing it he's doing a good job yeah. i just i don't think this is necessarily the fit for me to appreciate terrence trent darby mm-hmm. in the fullest i want to say that you know if I listen to let's I'll just use an example, Amy Winehouse, her first album, it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good album. But guess what? Back in Black is the album that I identify and I will listen to thousands of times. And I think that's what Terrence Trent Tarby could have used. I feel like he for me to appreciate his kind of singing, his music, he needed a producer or he needed some direction that would have solidified like an absolute stunner of an album yeah if he had guidance in songwriting and he 100%. was just able to use his talent on top of it yeah totally different story yeah 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 there's a lot of really good pieces to this that if they were putting the right yeah 100 but yeah i, I again it, it hurts me because i love wishing well so much but <laughs> it's just and i'd never heard the album and there's a reason <laughs> Yeah, I will say Wishing Well does have a bit of, there's a lot of polish on Wishing Well. I real realized when I was listening to it, I was like, you know, you, you're like, hold on. Whoever put the money into the songs put a ton of money into Wishing Well. And the rest of the songs are, you know. It's it a huge difference it's from fine. the rest of the album. The quality of Wishing Well and the like, yeah, how it's recorded. I yeah, also think that yeah. Sign Your Name too, mm-hmm. I think it's like. They did that recording session. They got those singles maybe solidified and then they went back and, and did yeah, the rest. It's just weird how much filler they allowed or just like it's not even filler. It's just like it's just like stuff. I, I see Kyle shaking his head, disagreeing with all of this. Kyle. No, it's all good stuff. Just getting sleepy and sleepy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what's what's your favorite song on the album, Kyle? Sign your name. Oh, OK. That's right. Yeah, it's a good song. It's true. Sign your name. It, it, it just unfortunately it falls at the, at kind of the end of the album yeah. right after rain mm. and as it's weird that it's third to last yeah i kind of respect it though i think they're trying to get you to listen to the whole album by putting it late yeah ain't no harm in that you know no, it's they're proud of the, the material it's okay did anybody, uh one last question did anybody like the as yet uh untitled yeah i thought it was really interesting yeah, that was actually like yeah i thought it was kind of cool more favorite i song. thought it sounded kind of pretentious but it was actually really cool yeah five and a half minutes maybe maybe not for me uh yeah but- i mean that's one of my complaints about this album is that a lot of those songs could have been distilled down to something but again as, as you all mentioned there's a producer if there was someone else to help with stuff maybe gotten to a little more listenable or 
Well, and as yet untitled is basically acapella. Right. I mean, it's nothing but the best part of this album, which is his voice. Yeah. 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 You mentioned something, Josh, too, about, you know, if we had a producer and I'm looking at the the how long each song is, it, it is a very much a you either have to be an artist or you, like he's he's trying to have the best of both worlds. He's trying to be the artist like Prince can just do whatever he wants. Right. And it's like he can go do a five minute song or he can do a Purple Rain seven, eight minute song. And it's fantastic. But I think he Terrence Trent Darby is trying to have the pop and he's trying to have the sort of longer experimental songs because there there are a lot of like five, four minute songs Whereas, you know, even Michael Jackson's pulling in, you know, three minutes, three and a half. Right. It's the pop model. It's pop. You don't you don't stay longer than, you know, around three minutes or so. So uh, what do we think about Terrence Trent Darby? I will just start negative. I will not recommend this to anyone. And I don't like Terrence Trent Darby's uh, album. I just neutral. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm there's some good tracks on this. I'm going negative. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't say anyone should ever listen to this album. Um, some good jams. But the thing about listening to this album though, makes me want to see like, okay, well what are his other albums? Yeah. Like? Yeah. Like, I wonder if there's something later in there. It's just not here. Yeah. But it's definitely not here. Yeah. Josh. It's tough. Uh, I, I would say, unfortunately, I agree with John and Birch. Uh, do do a negative just just under neutral yeah it's fine i mean there's uh, there's only three we're doing three categories so it's one of those and if it doesn't hit you it's it's a stylistic thing i mean we're not we're not saying it's bad if you like this kind of of music yeah Yeah. history will always remember (laughs) (laughs) i do want to say though he did front in excess in excess uh, and I thought that was fantastic. I would re- yeah. really like to hear him uh, fronting uh, yeah. NXS in 1999. Yeah, he and Michael Hutchins apparently were pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. So, but that, I mean, I can yeah. see that being a good, you know, meld. Yeah, that's, I, I think listening this week made me more interested in listening, like you said, to other albums. And it's something about it. All right, next time we'll be talking about The Pogues, If I Should Fall from Grace with God. And the darkness amplifies the sound Of printer's ink on propaganda page That will rule your life and fuel my rage